You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Eight wickets. That's how close Australia are to retaining the Ashes in England, a feat they haven't accomplished since 2001. England survived the follow-on in the morning before Jofra Archer and Stuart Broad made inroads into the Aussie lineup. But, but, Steve Smith. Oh, Steve Smith, he did it again. Yes, his 82 was his lowest score of the series, but it was enough to help set up a declaration total. Pat Cummins then took two and two from his opening over to give Australia control. The second dismissal simply gorgeous. Angled in, nipping away, off stump gone. What a bowler he is. England will begin day five needing 365 more runs to win. But forget that, they'll need to keep grinding away for that rare result we don't see too often in modern test cricket. A draw. To put it short, they need another miracle. Hello and welcome to the Wizards and Ashes Daily Podcast. I'm delighted to say I'm joined on the phone by Crick Buzzers, Barat Sundaresan, who's been taking in all the action at Old Trafford. Barat, it felt for a while in that evening session that Tim Payne might have been a bit slow on the declaration, but Australia will be very, very pleased tonight. Yeah, thank you for having me on to start with. Uh, yeah, I did. I wasn't surprised that he took so long to, uh, you know, declare Australia's innings because his fast bowlers had run in, like, you know, pretty much for a decent part of the first session today. So, uh, he would obviously want to keep them fresh. Also, you also need to keep in mind that the old test is, what, just four days away. I mean, we're already getting, like, you know, media arrangements and all for details about that. So, <laughs> you know the test match is right around the corner. So, uh, it, it, so I'm not surprised that uh, he pushed it till late because, you know, you do have eight extra overs tomorrow. It's not a 90-over day. So, keeping all that in mind, I think it was he timed the declaration perfectly. And obviously, it looks good when you get two wickets in the first over uh, right after declaring the innings as well. And and how did you feel they, they bowled in, the, in those last few overs? I mean, that first over from Pat Cummins was, you know, he's... He's been overshadowed a bit by Josh Hazelwood in terms of the last few tests because Hazelwood's the man picking up the wickets. But Pat Cummins has bowled beautifully this series and, and that dismissal to Joe Root, I mean, what, what a ball, what a bowler. <laughs> oh, he's just the most beautiful cricketer in the whole world, right? <laughs> I mean, he's just a beautiful, beautiful man. He's got beautiful eyes. He's got lovely skin. He's got a great smile. He's great in press conferences. And... You know, he's just an unbelievable bowler. Like, I've been seeing him since the India, India. I mean, the home summer where India were there, when he was literally, like, carrying the team uh, on 
on his shoulders, whether it was bowling or batting. And it's just an unbelievable ability to come in and take wickets on every kind of pitch because they played in different pitches there. Like, every pitch is different. Uh, he just produces things off pitches that others don't seem to do so. And it's like, you know, he's literally the Steve Smith of bowling for me because, you know, often when Steve Smith's batting like today, and we will come to that, I'm sure, uh, it looks like a different game. It's similar with Pat Cummins. When he's running into bowl, it, he makes it look like a different game. Um, and that ball to Joe Root, well, yeah, it's one of those balls, right? Like, uh, you don't know, you, you, you actually feel bad for the batsman you almost want to go like you know run out and walk out with Joe Root put an arm around his shoulder and say you know what it's like yeah it, you know, it's not your fault like yeah so uh, yeah I mean he's just he's just a genius I mean what the average is literally just 20 with the ball and um, and just to think that till two three years ago he was considered the like you know he was always kept in cotton wool Australia worried that you know he's coming back but uh, will he break down won't, won't he break down like you know he's been amazing and the spell that he bowled yesterday right the 10-0 spell that he bowled like on either side of the tea break uh, that's that's what like you know you talk to a lot of cricketers they call it like investment he didn't get any wickets there probably the most the one of the better spells where uh, someone went wicketless but he cashed in today and I have a feeling he'll cash in tomorrow as well and of course you, you mentioned him Steve Smith um like I said earlier, his lowest score in the series, 82. But, I mean, again, hugely important innings because Jofra Archer and Stuart Broad were bowling beautifully. Um, and it felt like, you know, England, they had a they had a sense of momentum. But then Steve Smith, he just, he sucked it all out. He, he, he was aggressive. He was playing for the declaration. Um, and, I mean, where does that innings now rank in, in his incredible array of innings this series? Oh, I, I guess the most selfless innings by the most selfish cricketer in the whole world. Like, you know, and like, like you know, he, it's like he never wants you to write about anyone else. Like, you know, if he gets a chance to bat, he will make sure you're writing about him. Like, you know, I had other plans today, but now, you know, I might have to write about him. No, Steve, I'm not. I will try to like, I mean, I'll start with you and then I'll wriggle like my way to something else. <laughs> so, uh, no, what, what do you say about Steve Smith, really? I mean, um, at times, I really wonder whether the opposition, you know, finds, uh, sees the humor in some of the things he does. Like, because at times, it looks like a cricketing sitcom. Or, or like, you know, and I don't even mean just the idiosyncrasies. Today, it was like, uh, almost like, you know, in Q Sports, you have guys coming out and putting out that trick shots show. It looked like that because some of the shots he was playing were like just unimaginable. And some of the ones that he was attempting anyway. Uh, but like, and to England's credit, this is the best they have bowled at him throughout the series. Maybe, um, like even like if you compare this to the last dashes as well, this was brilliant bowling. They bowled the right lens. They troubled him, and he actually admitted to it to uh, at the end of the day in the press conference. But the fact that they still couldn't stop him from making 82 just tells you that, uh, yeah, he's got. He's, he's, it's almost like he's got. Uh, a hold on them like he has them in a trance <laughs> so and i'm sure that's what it feels like for them but of course you know smith is he came back into the side with with david warner um who is just having the most contrasting series you could imagine and i mean is it is it possible now that david warner the david warner you know someone with over 20 test tons is now going to be is going to be dropped from the aussie lineup because he just he just can't buy a run <laughs> yes, he can't. But I still don't think. Uh, I mean, uh, the way Australian cricket works, I don't think they will drop him. Especially if they can retain the Ashes, then definitely not. But even if they don't, 
Um, it's it's just like I mean, like we just spoke about how the hold that Smith seems to have on uh, the English bowlers. It's pretty much the same that Broad seems to have on Warner. And it started from the first innings in Edgbaston when he came around the wicket and. Ever since he's just got into his head, and and it was a telling today that like it's rare, rare when you see a batsman who's going through like a horror run, get out like you know for for like zero, and then actually bag a pair and walk out smiling like you know with a grin on his face because it's almost like he he he's just he has literally no clue. His feet are going all over the place. Uh, hands are feeling for the ball. So. Uh, it's just one of like you know, and that's the thing in a series like this, which uh, with very short breaks. Once a bowler gets into someone's head, it's very difficult because there's no time to make any technical changes. So you're really just backing your gut every time you go out there. And right now, Broad's bowling some really, really good balls to get him out as well. I mean, it's not like he's uh, he's throwing his wicket away or anything like that. So uh, they will not drop David Warner. Uh, come what may, I would be extremely surprised. Um, Oval. Flat wicket, maybe Australia already have the ashes. Uh, beware, England. Of course, yeah. There was uh, you, you say that about Warner. He he sort of when he got when he got hit on the pads, he sort of dropped his head, sort of laughed really. You know, there was pain in that laugh. It was it was just a man who just who just can't find any success right now. And and you know, uh, there's a lot of people out there who don't have sympathy for David Warner. I mean, watching yeah. him today, I I did have sympathy for David Warner. <laughs> Yeah, well, I can tell you another guy who has a lot of sympathy for him is Justin Langer, and like, and Justin Langer, I, I watched uh, the two of them have like a one-on-one session here in um, in Manchester, like maybe two days out from the game, the indoor nets, uh, and you know Justin Langer was like had the bowling machine, I mean on on the bowling machine, he was bowling around the wicket to him or whatever, chucking balls at him, um, and you know he kept saying, then uh, for like this went on for half an hour, and he kept saying. Head still, eyes on the ball. Head still, eyes on the ball. And I shot Davy, and that's really stuck in my head. Like I hear it in the night when I sleep because <laughs> it, was, it was just like it was on. Like and it it went on for half an hour, and like he was actually middling the ball. And I think the maybe like if I was Justin Langer, I might have just like put a little chip in his ear, like with his voice saying the same thing, like you know. It's like I mean, he's inserted into my head, <laughs> so maybe that would have helped. Maybe they can try that out at the oval. I know it's illegal and all that, but yeah, you know, that's fine. <laughs> I've got to ask you about um, someone who's had a lot written about him, a lot said about him, and and came into this Test match, and he struggled yesterday. Mitchell Stark was he was quite important this morning. Um, we saw the beautiful in swinger that Mitchell Stark has to Johnny Bairstow, but he also got the big wicket of Ben Stokes. Um, it's also it's a big day for Australia tomorrow. Um, it's also a massive day for Mitchell Stark. Absolutely, and uh, uh, you know, I wrote a piece yesterday slamming Mitchell Stark, and this is the second time I've done this this year when it comes to Test cricket. I mean, he's a dream bowler with the white ball. Uh, it's just it's just a frustrating bowler, almost like I would believe for a captain because. And Tim Payne actually summed it up really well in a quote that uh, he'd given me when I asked him a question in Sydney during the India Test. He said, "When he's at, when Mitch is at his best, he's brilliant. When he's not, he's." not quite at like you know it's not quite brilliant and it is a really good quote because it sums up the man like he's one of those bowlers when he's not having a great day you he almost comes across as he doesn't want the ball in his hand and that yesterday was definitely a day like that um he had a shock i mean like you know first test in a while like first he's been sitting out this whole series uh he was all over the shop but but that is the that is the 
like you know, that's why Mitchell Stark will always get picked, uh, even if not for the whole series. He will get a couple of tests in every big series because he can turn games around. And with that new ball, like you saw today, if he can get it swinging, especially the second new ball to the English middle order. Not not really. I think the English middle order seems more adept at facing anything <laughs> compared to the top order at the moment. <laughs> but um, but he's always going to be a threat because he attacks the stumps. And once Mitchell Stark is Attacking the stumps, he's a dangerous bowler, as you saw today. Final question: Is there is there hope for England? How many miracles do you guys want in one <laughs> summer, man? <laughs> no, I mean, like you like you put it beautifully in the intro. Uh, you don't get to see too many draws these days, uh, purely because, and it's also a long day, right? It's not just your ninety over day; it's ninety eight overs. And the forecast is very good. The light stays, like, you know, we get played till 7, we've seen the last couple of days. So, uh, it'll be a hard grind. Uh, we have Denley and Roy at the crease. And uh, that's that's an interesting proposition in itself. Like, you know, <laughs> both, like, uh, like, I just tweeted sometime back, it's for... Uh, if I was Denley, I would almost feel like I'm on the same table with my ex and the rebound. Like you know, this, like it's <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be interesting how they go. Uh, like they say, generally they take you take it hour by hour. But the problem with Test cricket these days is because these guys are so used to playing uh, white ball cricket, and you end up having like you know having the feel for the ball. Uh, that's why you don't get so many draws because it takes a lot of patience. Uh, and a lot of like you know almost the ability to completely shut your mind off like you know playing shots. Uh, ben Stokes technically did that in the, at the start of his uh, miracle innings at Leeds. He was what four of fifty and like some seven of hundred or like it was a crazy innings to start to. So he has shown that he can do that, and he's by far I believe the most technically sound batsman in this England lineup, which says a lot about the England lineup. Uh, but then can the likes of Butler and Besto I don't know, almost transform themselves for a day, England can hope. But uh, it looks a little difficult at the moment. And it'll, again, the first half an hour will really decide. if, uh, Because Cummins and Hazelwood will come hard at them. Uh, and it, it technically, I thought it's a Nathan Lyon pitch, honestly. But I think he didn't bowl too well in the first innings. But there will be more rough marks now. Uh, Jack Leach did turn a couple of balls. So it's it's it. This would be the real miracle, if you ask me. If they can draw this match, it would like um, I, nobody will talk about it like the World Cup final and the Leeds game for sure. But Heading I think it'll be a bigger miracle than those two games. A bigger miracle than Headingley just a couple of weeks after. I think that would be quite a sensational story. Uh, thanks, Barat. Um, I'll let you get back to work, and uh, hopefully, you'll be able to take in a cracking final day tomorrow. Cheers. We don't just talk about cricket here; we write about cricket too. Every day on Wisdom.com. And every month in the shape of Wisdom Cricket Monthly Magazine. If you fancy giving the mag a go, you can get your first three copies, print or digital, for just £3. In fact, we'll only charge you £2.99 if you go paperless. To subscribe to the print version and get your first three copies for just £3, go to wisdomsubs.com and use the offer, all in caps, WCM3FOR319. To subscribe to the digital version and get your first three copies for just £2.99, go to pktmags.com slash wcmpod. Finally, make sure to listen in tomorrow and subscribe to the pod on Spotify, the podcast app, ACAS, the whole lot.
Podcast Network.